Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation. And I just want to let everybody know, there's freaking calamari on this ship! Okay, bye! Well, welcome back to the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. I am the Almighty Crit, Aaron. And just in case you're just tuning in, we're going to go ahead and introduce our players. Per the huge. Uh, today, however, we're going to do our favorite movies. And my favorite movie is the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are you doing, Mark? I have a beard hair stuck in my microphone, <laughs> and it's poking my face. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, moving on to you and your favorite movie. Uh, my name is Mark. I'm playing the character known as Gaston Valjean, the Iron Chef. Uh, my favorite movie, that's tricky, um, but I'd have to say any of the original trilogy, Star Wars, um, or Lord of the Rings. Of course you would say any of the Star Wars movies. I can't Lord of the Rings, down. I'm not terribly surprised. Or in, in Rogue One. Rogue One's also, also really good. I haven't seen it. What a loser. <laughs> Moving on to Daniel. My name is Daniel. I'm playing the mousing rogue Tariff. And two of my favorite movies is the original Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park. You know... Okay, so Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So, which Ghostbusters? I said the original. Yeah. You oh, did say the original. Oh, the original. I, mm, I'm stupid. <laughs> Plus, if anybody says Ghostbusters, it's assumed number one, the very first one. Okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Michelle. I'm Michelle. I'm playing Blixenix. And uh, I just have to say that my favorite movie is pretty much what Mark and Daniel have, minus Jurassic Park and throw in The Hobbit. Minus Jurassic Park? How dare you? I mean, I like the first one, but I'm just, meh. All right, Ariel. Um, Ariel, I'm playing the warlock, Osman. Oh, boy. So I guess I'll do two. Okay. So Nightmare on Elm Street, definitely. And Mermaid's Tale. Fuck you. <laughs> and My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, yeah, that's Totoro. a good one, actually. I love Totoro. Sprites. You didn't know anything about it until you met I love life. it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I have no clue what, what that is at all. <gasps> You've watched Princess Mononoke, and you haven't watched My Neighbor Totoro. I, like I explained to Aaron... I like anime and all that, but I watch so much stuff that I am very behind on everything that I'm watching. You should probably stop watching stuff then. (laughs) (laughs) Not that stuff. (laughs) Like Parks and Rec, I still haven't finished the entire series there. Um, I rewatch Letterkenny and uh, Rick and Morty quite a bit because those are just really funny. Uh, I'm also watching The Office, which I haven't even made it through season one yet. Um, I mean, tons of other stuff. I just started watching this documentary about Sasquatch, but it's really not about Sasquatch. 
It's on Hulu. It's murders that have been blamed on Sasquatch. <laughs> it's a murder mystery no. with a Sasquatch twist. <laughs> and I'm like, that is awesome. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like it's like it's a fantasy in my book because that's that's perfect. All right. Well, with all that being said, we're just going to go ahead and dive right back in. You see, that's what I was trying to avoid. I don't want to fight the Kraken. <laughs> so, <laughs> Too bad. trying to stretch this out as long as possible so we can... We want to talk episode. about TV shows. Nope. We're going to go into the Kraken. <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark is where it's at. All right. So we last left off with you guys. You were having your little heart-to-heart on the ship. And then you heard the captain yell, Kraken. To set the stage for you, the waves on the ocean have become violent and rough. A storm has moved in from seemingly nowhere. Lightning flashes across the sky as rain drizzles down upon the deck. As you turn to look into where the captain is looking, you see a large, tentacled creature climbing over the bow. Uh, I'm going to draw my knife and uh, start running towards it. And I'm going to turn back and start uh, or I'm going to turn my head and yell back at Osman to uh, go below. Get out of here. This thing is probably very dangerous. And tell the others. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm casting, I'm casting Shatter. Okay. And the point of choice is the tentacle that's coming over. Okay, what's the range on that? 60 feet. Yeah, okay, you can cast it, yeah. Okay, and is he within 10 feet of the creature now? I'd say he's probably about 10 feet, yeah. Shit. Well, I'm sorry for this. Mm. So, you need to roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay. And, Mark, you have disadvantage. Because it says, a creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal, oh. or metal oh, oh, has no. disadvantage. All right. Constitution saving throw, you said? Yes. Uh, I have a 13. You fail. Okay. Well, what does this do? Yeah, I failed as well. Ooh. Oh, no. Okay. So... Creature takes three, no, 48 thunder oh. damage. So right. let me roll damage real quick. It is 3d8, but I'm using a spell slot higher to make it 4d8. Ah, yeah. Twenty-eight points of thunder damage. So as you begin to dart off and you fling your hand, this spark shoots. Nothing else, just a spark. And this almost rippling wave cracks through the air and you just feel through your core this rumbling. Mm. And then you hear in the distance at the bow this okay and then I'm taking off 
All right. So we're going to go to you. All right. You have one surprise attack on this guy. Okay. I'm going to take a swing. All right. Give it my all. <laughs> yeah. What'd you get? Grand total of 10. No. Beauty. All right, so you have missed your surprise round. So now it is time for initiative. All three of us. All right. What'd you get? Three. <laughs> what you get? 19. Okay, so you will be going first, then it is the Kraken, and then it will be you. Okay. So, what are you doing? Yes, not Gaston. <laughs> what are you doing, Osmond? I am running to them, which I'm assuming are still in the dining hall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So you're running down to them as you sporadically run down the stairs. You happen to be passing Blix on the left side. Sleep on the stairwell. I'm grabbing her. Okay. And trying to find him. Okay. So as you run down the stairs and you're back into the dining hall, you see the mouseling asleep in his chair with a fork hanging out of his mouth. So I'm going to grab him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shake them both. Okay. You two need to roll me a constitution saving throw with advantage. Twelve. Okay. No dice for Tara. Nine. <laughs> no dice for Blitz. That's with advantage? Yeah, I got a three. Oh on the, my on the god. Line, yeah. Six and a three. Six and a three. Okay. So, no dice. They're not awake. Okay, well, I'm gonna still hold on to them. Okay. And run back out. Okay, that is your turn. That brings us to the Kraken. So, he is immediately going to finish his move action, mm-hmm. get on top of the ship, and he's going to see you, and you're about 15 feet away. So, he is going to take the action to summon a bolt of lightning. <clears throat> As you see him kind of twitch his tentacles a little bit, this bolt of lightning comes crashing down. I need you to roll me a constitution or dexterity saving throw. So many saving throws going on tonight. It's a seven. No dice. You, my friend, are going to take... Let me get them out. Oh, wrong one. You're going to take 2d6 damage, I believe. Nope, I was wrong. Uh, I was right the first time. So it is... You're going to take nine points of lightning damage. Nine points? Nine points. Okay. As this lightning comes crashing down and hits you. Um, that's going to be the end of its turn. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to slash it with my knife. Okay. So you're going to run up and slash it again? Yes. Okay. What'd you get? Did you just fumble? No, I only rolled a 15. That hits. Oh. Just. <laughs> I was assuming oh. that it didn't. Nope, that hits. <clears throat> Alrighty. 
Where is my... There it is. So that is... Grand total of eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Okay. As you come down and you cleave, you cleave right into one of his tentacles, chopping it off. Hmm. And we're back to Osman. Okay. I am... You're just coming up the stairwell. Okay. So what I'm going to do is try shaking them again. Okay. Guys, roll Constitute Saving Throws with advantage. 17. 17. You are awake. 16. You're both awake. (coughs) Kraken. (laughs) Fork. Why did you wake us? Turning them towards... Turning them towards the... As both of your heads are forced in a direction, you see through cracks of lightning Gaston fighting with this huge monstrosity that resembles a squid. What are you using? My knife. <laughs> if I, tiny butcher's knife. If I, um, it's a chef's knife. But oh. I can... Okay, I, I, I'm not for sure how this works, but can I'm going to ask you um, that uh, heat metal... Can I use it to heat up his knife? Because it'll cause 2d8s worth of damage if I can help him heat up it his would, knife. It would cause damage to him if you did that. So, no. I mean, you can if you really want to hurt Gaston, but... Nah. But I if you want to roll me a perception... Okay. Fifteen. Okay. So, next to you, you do see... That there is a pile of cannonballs and several cannons lined up down the side. I'll just use my hammer. Okay. So you all three will take the same initiative. So go ahead and whip your hammer. Twelve. Twelve. No dice. Ding. You whip okay. your hammer and it. And it just kind of goes right past the Kraken and off the bow of the ship. Okay. Do you want to use your bonus action? To call the hammer back so it's not sinking? (laughs) So you do this. I need you to roll me uh, a... Let's do an intelligence check. You know, in my mind, I was going to say, oh, it's going to be an intelligence check. What? What kind of intelligence check? For a hammer. Matt, 20. Nice. So, you wait to the precise moment that you know it's not going to drive a hole through the ship when you call it back, and it comes swinging back around to your side. Because the magic ability takes the most direct flight path. Oh. So, if she would have called it back... At the wrong time, it was going to drive a hole through the ship. Anyway. So we're still kind of like in the stairwell area, right? Yes. So when she... You dropped... Did you still have a hold of us? I would have dropped you. Okay. So I'm going to kind of step into the stairwell enough where I can still see this thing. Okay. Pull my crossbow. Fire. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. Eight. 
I'm a class of 14. That is a miss. You fire the crossbow bolt and it soars through the air and sticks into the crow's the mast. Is there anything you'd like to do, Osmond? Not till my next turn. Okay. So we're going to the Kraken next. And he is going to... Let's see. He's going to whip his tentacles at you. Okay. So the first attack is a 24. Yep. And the second attack is a... 18? It's exactly. Nice. Um, Okay, so... Let's see here. So you are going to take nine. So that's lost dice. Lost dice. Um, that one is sixteen, and this one is going to be fifteen points of damage. So grand total of thirty-one points of damage. This thing cracks you a couple times. It whips me across the chest, and Gaston goes flying into pieces. Really? As he shatters my body and breaks me completely. No! Does this mean what I think it means? Gaston has died. Oh, no! No! No. That 28 points really cracked in my body. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, I was going to cast that before he started running, but then we went off, so then I just yeah. said it when I did. Because yeah. I knew there was a 10-foot radius, mm. so I was going to cast it before he got there. Yeah. Mm. My first instinct was to run in. <laughs> All right. Well, Gaston's done, so it is now Osmond's turn. And I see you shatter, right? Yes, like his body, like his, the tentacle that whips around, like smashes his chest. And almost like flipping off a light switch, his body like falls apart and his arms, helmet, and like the greaves of his armor go flying backwards against the ship in giant pieces. And it's almost like someone unbuckled it all at once and he just like falls to complete pieces. Well, Osmond's gonna scream, Gaston! Roll me a saving throw. Constitution. What? Okay, Constitution. 15. You fail. You are now in a state of primal rage, meaning you have the benefits of barbaric rage at this moment. Okay. Let me lick that up real quick. <laughs> uh, it's a, I think, a plus two to attack and damage, but a minus two to armor class. Although I know that makes no difference to you, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Oh, there you go. Sweet. Take so half damage. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. I'm grabbing my mace. Okay. And I'm just running up and attacking this motherfucker. Okay. As you do this, you two see the illusion completely disperse. And the 
female Asimar goes charging down the bow of the ship. The mace you are currently carrying, the head of it begins to glow white hot. And lightning strikes it. Killing you instantly. I want you to go ahead and roll an attack. I have to say, those are some very pretty dice, like, in the I lighting. I love these dice. They're Extremely nice. Pretty. Shout out to Wormwood on those. Yeah. Most definitely. They're the uh, prism dice. So they, they're From the Corrupt amazing. series. They look amazing. Yeah. 21 to hit. 21 is a hit. Roll me damage. Okay. Now, while rolling the damage, I need you to roll additional 2d6 lightning damage. Okay. Oh, sorry, not lightning. Uh, radiant. Sir. They aren't Krakens like... No, yeah, I was I was lightning. thinking of something else. <laughs> it's radiant damage. Okay. 24 points of damage. Holy sh... All right. So as you crack this mace down upon what you think is its skull, you see, all of you see lightning flash and gather at the head of this mace as it connects. And the kraken goes rearing back and you have an additional swing. We eating sushi tonight. Did you just nat 20? I did. Nat 20, baby! Roll me percentile. N- 10. 10, okay. <laughs> um, let me check the Vulture's GM's critical hit and fumble chart, which you can get on the Dungeon Master's Guild. Uh, and you should, because it's awesome. <laughs> uh, you said 10? Yes. Okay, so you have rolled wide open. Target incapacitated for one round. No ones or twos on damage dice. So go ahead and roll. And the target is officially incapacitated. Oh, I'm going to fuck the squid up. Yeah, he's hurt. You said disadvantage, right? No, you... Just deal damage. No ones or twos. Nine? Wait. Nine? Eleven, because I'm still raged, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, eleven. Points Mm. of damage. As you crack this thing across the jaw, it falls. Limp. The storm above you begins to roar and rage as come crashing through the air a fiery streak (coughs) and as it comes closer to the ship your rage starts to subside as quickly as it came letting forth a burst of pure energy 
you two see the rain around her completely stop and stand still. As this fireball comes crashing towards you, it too immediately stops in the air. And inside, you can see... What looks like a bald-headed man. Uh, You'd put him at maybe about seven feet tall. He's wearing brown robes. He's got a long sword at his side and a shield on his back. And it looks like he's about to hit the deck pretty hard. And as the rage completely subsides, the rain begins to fall around you again. And the fireball completely disseminates and this man just falls to the deck. He stands up. Who the fuck are you? My name? My name is Kamalriel. I'm a warden of both heaven and hell. I've been sent down to find someone that the four of you have come in contact with. Cool story. You here to attack us or not? No. Sweet. I'm turning around, going to Gaston's body. You? (laughs) (laughs) As you do, the rain begins to subside. Gods be damned, you useless hunk of junk. I'm gonna miss you. Is this the one known as... I'm not talking to you. You let me pay my respects. As you wish. I'm just going to stand there just angrily glaring for a second. And one single teardrop. So as you're standing there, Charlie's going to come up to you. Take his little pirate hat off and he's going to hold it over his chest. He's going to... I'm going to miss that son of a bitch. I'm punching him in the face. Ow! I can be sad too! <laughs> that seemed a bit excessive. I don't care. As you wish. You were the only one to ever show me kindness in my life. You were the closest thing to a friend I had. This is what it's like to actually care. I'm never caring again. And I'm gonna slowly walk away. Okay. We may not have got along, but I'll still miss you. And I lied. Your scones were better than his. I'm gonna walk over and pick up his helmet. I'm gonna keep this forever. And then I'm going to sit there and cry and hold his little helmet. So as you're doing this, the captain comes walking up. And he leans down and he puts his hand on the chest piece. I never managed to get that son of a bitch a great onion soup recipe.
Hello there. This is Mr. Tittles. Coming to invite you to join us on the Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. A live play Call of Cthulhu podcast where we explore the dark, dangerous, unmysterious aspects of the mythos. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> As I stated, my name is Kamal Real. Under full disclosure, I'm going to show you who I am. And standing before you, like this man's skin like splits and fire comes shooting out of it and this giant 15 foot tall Baylor comes like basically erupting from the shell of this man's skin and wearing this brilliant silver plate and with a holy symbol on it he stands like really tall he has no wings but he stands up and says yes I am a Baylor you're magnificent he's so big look at him Tariff he's pretty and he's flaming I'm gonna look up at the guy I was mouse snapped <laughs> Tariff, not now. That's look, insignificant. Like, almost to my feet, because you're like, what, three feet tall? Two and a half Yeah, you, you don't even come up to my ankle. <laughs> What's the symbol? It's a symbol of Universe. I am her warden. I am seeking somebody that you have come in contact with. A man known as the Plagued One. Are we going to be punished? No. Oh. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Uh, I don't who's see this person you're looking for? We don't know, but we do know that he has broken some rules and he needs to be brought in to wrong, to right some wrongs, rather. Well, I will make it my duty to help you. I will never leave your side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you... When is the last time you've seen this man? Uh... I, I don't know. What's this man look like? Well, you you were the one that came in contact with him. I've come we, in contact with a lot of people. I was mouse-tapped, remember? Extraordinary abilities. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that have extraordinary abilities. Like me. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to proceed. <laughs> um, is there somebody else in your party I can talk to? What are we? The not angry a, lady. Are we on enough adult do for I, you? Do I see Osmond at all? No, Osmond's walked back. I would have gone I... to like far mm-hmm. away, still on the deck, but not on. Probably this. gone up by the um the bow bow. Well, no, you guys are on the bow, so probably down by the stern. 
Okay. I promise you, I'm enough woman to help you with anything that you need. I'm sure you are. You're scaring him off. I'm going How to. How scaring him? I'm going to walk off as like as I finish the sentence. I'm sure you are. I'm going to turn and walk off. I'm following him. <laughs> and I'm going to find Osmond. Okay. I'm not hidden or anything. No. So as you uh, look around the ship up by the wheel, you see Osmond with both her hands on the side rail looking down and into the ocean. Am I an elf right now or an Asimar? You're an Asimar. Damn. Excuse me, young lady, but I have some questions I must ask you. What? There's a man known as the Plagued One. He would have been paranoid about being seen by specific people, about being hunted down. Yeah, he's a douchebag. So you know who I speak of? Yeah. When is the last time you've seen him? What has it been today? Technically, or... Uh, yeah. Well, no. About this time, it's probably been about two days on. Two days. now. it's been about a day sailing, so. Would have been yesterday. 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 And I assume you saw him at the palace after you killed his sister. Yes. Okay. Well... Until we come across him again, I'm going to follow him because he has a strange connection with you guys. So, I've been tasked to follow you, find him, and bring him to justice. Great. Don't worry, I don't take up much room in my other form. And I assure you, I will be no trouble. You don't have to change to your other form. We're, we, we really like this form. Can you cook? Does it matter? I don't eat exactly. I call dibs. I saw him first. Dibs? What is dibs? He's going to look down at the mouseling and say, what is dibs? So when you take something that's not yours. You know that's, <laughs> you know, wrong to do, correct? Huh? Nobody's told me that before. I am not. <laughs> Are you admitting to something? I am admitting nothing. Okay. But omitting everything. I am not sexually attracted to him. Oh, well, that's disappointing for yourself. That just means there's more for me. Now that you know my true form, I will change back to not be as terrifying. No, when am I going to change back? I beg your pardon? You will, hopefully, if I change back, I will change into... A high elf, male, named Osmond, and that's who you will refer to me as. Osmond. Well, I knew you were of no other name, so... Great. Because I noticed you haven't introduced yourselves to me quite yet, and I will be traveling with you for quite some time, so I would prefer to call you by <laughs> your names. Osmond. Osmond. Osmond, sorry. Your one and only Blix. Blix. Got it. I'm Tariff. <laughs> Mouseling extraordinaire. Mouseling extraordinaire. You're extraordinary at being a mouseling? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Did you know he was mouse-napped? So I've been told. Yeah. It happens often. So as you four are sitting there getting acquainted, a bright light comes 
soaring through the sky. You immediately know who this is. And as it comes soaring down towards you, almost appearing like it's going to crash, suddenly stops. And the blinding light makes all of you turn your heads. Except for you. As you, the mighty Baylord, are accustomed to this bright light. And then suddenly, the bright light disperses. Standing before you, in silver armor, with short blonde hair, he's rather built, carrying a long sword at his side, is a handsome man. And he looks to Camorio says, Brother. Brother. How do you? Fine. Good. See you well. These three. They are bait for my latest prey. Well, you know the mortals do not like to refer to them as bait. Well, I apologize. Some of my etiquette has gone since my fall and rebirth. Hmm. I am here for one mere purpose. Your bangle, madam. Oh, she carries a bingle. Yes. Oh. A gift from JCL, our brother. JCL? Yes. I thought nobody has seen him in quite some time. That's what I thought. Surprise! You've been speaking with JCL. Yeah, so are you going to fix this or not? Yes. I am here under specific request from JCL to repair your damaged goods. He's shown himself? Not exactly. Another time, brother. Okay. Take it. Fix it. All right, so he grabs it from your hand and he crushes it. And when he opens his hand, it's nothing but dust. And a strange wind begins to blow it in his hand. And it reforms into a beautiful gold-trimmed pearl bangle. And he hands it back to you. Yeah, because this would look great on a man. Put it back on. (laughs) This should be able to withstand your... Lifestyle? Primordial energies. Well, isn't that wonderful? I do apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused. If Just rolling my eyes. <laughs> there's nothing more. I will speak to you soon, brother. Brother? And he disperses with a flash. My eyes. Sorry, mortals. They tend to do Don't that. Don't call us mortals. Call us by our names. Well, as a group, you are mortals. No, as a group, we are... Would it be people? I don't know. Would it be people? Well, I mean... People. <laughs> I am not a people. I am not a people. Mm-mm, I'm but a gremlin. indeed are mortals, correct? <sighs> Surprise! You can call me whatever you want to call me. Mrs. Cranky you know Pants what? over here. <laughs> if I have to scare you again, do it. I am Osman, a man. 
If does you appear blow as a man now. my cover, Mr. Cranky Pants, if over you here. blow my cover, I'm killing you. Same with you. Are you gonna I probably mouse snap can't him kill first? you, but don't blow my cover. Are you gonna mouse snap him first? I'm gonna mouse snap both of you, turn you into I'm a not, mouse, I'm and then mouse. mouse snap you. How are you gonna turn me into mouse? I'll figure it out. I want to see this. Why? 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 While you guys have been bickering, um, he has changed back into his human form. And again, he's a tall, seven-foot dude, uh, very pale skin, and wearing a brown robe with his hood pulled up with a sword and shield. That's all. You know what? You know what? When we get to land, I'm leaving you all behind. You can follow those two. Find your man. I'm out. I'm sorry, but the person we seek is after you because of your connection with JCL. Come to find out recently, I guess. Now we know why he's chosen you. And it's best to have me around anyway. I doubt you can protect yourself being a Hmm. Being a what? Go ahead. Say it. Mortal. Yeah. Uh-huh. I apologize. You don't, though. <clears throat> I, uh, I do? <laughs> <clears throat> well, hello there, you oh, son God. of a bitch. Long time no see. I was hoping that he was dead. Ah, no such luck. You know, I still have yet to try again on you, cat. <laughs> I'm shaking in my fur-pissed boots. In your what? Don't worry about it. Fur-pissed boots. I may have really? had an accident when the cracking came out. Either way. It's a shame it didn't eat you. <laughs> that we can agree on. And that is where we are going to end it tonight. No! No! <laughs> R.I.P. Gaston. R.I.P. Gaston. I had no okay. idea this was going to happen. <clears throat> Damn your well, spells. Whoops. <laughs> uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles in D&D. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Hey, everybody. It's the Almighty Crit. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Big announcement. Patreon is live. There's a lot of special tiers to go choose from. We hope you guys go check it out. And hey, not everybody's got money rattling around in their pockets these days. You can also help us out by sharing liking subscribing and leaving reviews it's wonderful it really helps us out and we really appreciate it big shout out to robots radio rocket club for helping us with everything to do with the podcast and supporting us through the whole thing also big shout out to joseph mcdade creator of the theme song wonderful artist go check him out links in the show notes below as always you can get a hold of us at four underscore crit on twitter And you can go chat with us on the Robots Radio Discord. We'd love to hear from you. And we're always up to some crazy antics. All right, guys. Till next time. Thanks for listening. And of course, always keep those crits natural. Fellow survivors, Vault 76ers, patriotic Americans. This is Lieutenant Colonel Valeria of the New Enclave. Follow our stories as our cast of characters emerge from the White Springs Bunker. 
to face an uncertain future in an Appalachia overrun with monsters. But as I always say, the wasteland isn't going to tame itself. Join us here on the Modus Files. We can be found on any Enclave sanctioned network, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Keep your Pip-Boys handy and listen for further instructions. Valeria out. Hey everyone, do you enjoy The Elder Scrolls? Do you like to hear about the lore in an RP setting? Well, do we have a show for you. Come join us on Elder Scrolls Off the Rails for our Let's Play episodes, our random banter, and maybe some of our upcoming D&D campaigns. You can find us wherever podcasts are available.